This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Ibrahim. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? You're back from the big Bachelorette weekend. I watched every single Instagram story. I loved it. My heart was beaming. I really, I really, you know, it's such a funny thing when you like someone and you're happy for someone, you watch their instagram stories in a totally different way than someone you just fucking can't stand yeah (laughs) it's just like i was i was like waiting for more it was thank uh, you i had a really good time it was it was really good i got my phone back before that thank Um, goodness everyone was worried i got my phone back it was so just a really quick anecdote on my phone before i get into the bachelorette i got my phone back they were they gave it to mike and they were like we're really sorry just tell her like we threw in a free phone chip. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What I don't is even a phone know what chip? you do with that. I think yeah. it's like an extra like chip that you can put in if you like lose your like I don't even need like literally you're not even a case. No, no, no. This like, is <laughs> there's no sorry, there's no apology that can that, that can be yeah. accepted. At it's that over. point I was just like, give me the baby back. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. I don't care what's wrong with it. Get right. it back to me. Let me get it to a new doctor. I mean, we had a lot of people, a lot of good feedback on that phone story. I mean, <laughs> um, but I mean, thank God you got it back before going. the bachelorette party. Thank you God. Went, I, the content, it would have been, you know. I mean, how would you have gone on a bachelorette party without your phone? Like, I, like think about like, that's it's crazy. Because like, that's true. Like it would have, it really would have lowered, it's sad, very sad, but true that it would it really would have uh, lessened the experience if I didn't have <laughs> all the, the social content. Sure. I mean, I, I was in Nashville um, and thank you to everyone who came out to those shows. Uh, they were last second and really a great time. Everyone was so much fun. But I I was on Broadway in Nashville. Nashville is now known as this city where every bachelorette party goes yes. to. And I'm just like, I, I kind of did this video where I was the bachelorette party sommelier, where <laughs> I was just like, you know, explaining each party and what they looked like. And you seem to have a good group. It seemed like everyone knew each other from my vantage point. Like everyone yes. was happy to be there. Uh, well, and, and you, your flight got canceled or delayed. So, Can you this is uh, tell a us? Great story Can, to I know tell this on is this a- podcast because it, it involves uh, a, a non Delta carrier and how much they fucking suck. Yeah, um, I, I could have told you that. So we made. I'm a Delta man. I could have told. There's like only one direct flight, essentially, from New York to Reno, which is where you fly into each way, Um, and that that carrier is JetBlue. Okay. So um, we flew on the way there. It was fine. We get it's like uh, one. Our flights at like 11:30 p.m. on Sunday, Um, which is a great. Bat, like, what a great flight to take back from a bachelorette party. You get the whole day. You you plan sleep ahead on the plane. and sleep on the plane. I mean, who really does? But at least right. you plan ahead where you're like, okay, we're doing this trip Thursday to Monday. Like we, you you get Basically, ready for yeah. that. Your body. Yeah, is we went ready Thursday night to like Monday night, and like yeah. the we we had to check out of our Airbnb. 
on Sunday. So we got a couple of rooms at the Hyatt to mm. just hang out for the day. So we had like a home base base. We weren't really planning on sleeping there. Mm. Um, but then at like 1 p.m., everyone gets an email. We're all on the same flight. Again, there's only one direct flight sure. that JetBlue has inexplicably canceled our flight. No reason whatsoever. I would say as someone who flies a good amount, um, this is better than the alternative. Which is where you you get there? (laughs) Straight up cancel is better than we're delaying an hour. We're now we're at two hours. Now we're at get on the plane. Hey, everyone, get off the plane like that. At at least it's like, hey, you're here now. Like I I, if I'm going to look at the glass half full and we're yeah, we're not there yet. So I guess benefit of that. We're like what's happening like like everyone's just like what like oh there's eight <laughs> of us so we're just kind of like some people it's, but it's funny because we're all treated differently so some people get a call and they got automatically rebooked on like a different jet blue flight so they it, has, it has to be 24 it has to be 24 hours later so their only next direct flight is the oh. exact same time a full day later sure um and other people got like transfers in la i i guess i have no jet blue status <laughs> i got a call saying the flight was canceled you can try to rebook online if you want what <laughs> there's literally we tried to we kept trying but i'm the bride i'm exactly i'm the bride <laughs> um and i'm like now i'm now i'm like having a panic attack that i'm gonna be stuck in in like reno by myself sure um, you live in reno now good luck essentially enjoy yeah. the casinos so I try to get on this flight that a couple of my friends got like either rebooked to or whatever. And like, it's just not, it's like, every time it says it's like full, even though it says there are seats and then like, it's just, you know what I mean? When you keep trying the yeah. thing and it's not. So finally I book a Delta flight transfers in LA the next day. And like, similarly red eye gets back. So smooth. I mean, sailing I, on there. I am nodding like a proud parent. <laughs> just book the Delta. Delta flight. Yeah. Just go Delta all the time. Wow. So the the boat day looked great. What was the was there any drama? Is it just perfect all the way? Any I, I guess this is all on Betch's Brides. I, this is this is this is a different podcast. This is going to be out on Betch's Brides. You should check it out there. But uh, no, it really was like very smooth sailing. It was just a uh, it was just a fun time. It was like Listen. I would say the nightlife there is not that crazy, but it was almost good because you could like recover and then like do the day boat thing I and think it was that, just like a it's good that's a more fun bachelor bachelorette parties is when it's a about the day not the night the best bachelor parties mm-hmm. i've ever been on have been day hangs because you're with your friends it's not like that one person that like drifts off, off with another group yeah. and you have to where is that person and nightclub hangs are just not that really hangy you know like i totally I, like I've been to, I, we went, my first ever bachelor party was my first friend to get married. He had his in Vail and we, in like, you know, the skiing becomes the main event right. and then you drink around yeah, that. So yeah. Yeah, I'll pray, baby. So yeah. the, the, the boat day is a perfect kind of like centerpiece. Yeah. The boat day was amazing. It's just so beautiful there. I highly recommend it for um, summer or winter or whatever. And also it's funny, like, the houses on the lake, I guess, are like some of the most expensive houses in the whole world. So we're just like sure. walking down the street and I'm just zillowing all the numbers. And it's like $50 million, $35 million, like crazy. Homes. And then you like want to like know who lives there. Like that's like the first question. Right. I heard Mark Zuckerberg just bought a uh, like $130 million house there or something. It's absurd. <laughs> good, good for Zucks. 
so we're all happy for you. We this is amazing, very great. Um, listen. To those listening right now, we want to say the You Up with Benefits has been a wild success. So many of you have signed up. We want to thank you so much for signing up. It's, it, it, I mean, we understand. Listen, to the people that are listening for free, we love you too. But we're saying you've taken a chance on a new, <laughs> basically a new medium. I mean, you're getting two extra podcasts a month that are um, basically Jordana and I counseling each other on our dating yes. And relationship things, and it's a you know it's again that it's a different it's show a more as vulnerable. most more vulnerable. And I don't want to say that we're not vulnerable here. I'm just right. saying it's just the questions are different. Like I would ask Jordana about someone's situation, and she would ask, "Does the and we would talk about it like how it relates to us." But this is right under the microscope. Right? What would you actually do in this scenario? In, right in your life. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we've already recorded um, a couple and they're really, really good. And like I plan on talking about all the fights I've had with Mike in this past year. It's going to be great. He's going to love it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I had a I mean, like also like just so for those listening, if you're not signed up, Apple Podcasts, they have a button right on our page. All you got to do, hit that button and you're in. So, and you get early, you get episodes a day early without ads and two extra bonus episodes a month that are, uh, we've already taped the first two and they're really fun and great. I, I really enjoyed and, taping those. And here's the thing. If you're a Spotify person, you're in luck because, because oh, shit. Um, although we launched this on Apple a couple of weeks ago, You Up With Benefits is now also available on Spotify. It has the same Great benefits. You'll get two bonus episodes a month, early release of our normal episodes. Again, an ad-free listening. Check it out. I think you guys will really like, like it. If you search You Up With Benefits on Spotify and click the subscribe button, that's how you do it on Spotify. If you have any questions, DM the You Up podcast, Instagram at You Up Pod. Um, and check out the other Betches podcast, Pop Alarm podcast and the Morning Announcements podcast. And Jared, do you have any shows coming up? This is now oh, July I 6th. I got shows this weekend <laughs> in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, I'm at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Then next weekend, I'm in Atlantic City. Uh, then Richmond, Virginia. Then Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Magoobies, Jordana's favorite club. Um, Chicago, D.C., New York, Austin, Boston, Dallas. And I got more stuff coming. So um, jaredfree.com for tickets. Jaredfree.com for tickets. I, 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 I. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been slow to get back into the dating game, Jordan. I'm not really doing it. I feel You're weird. I don't, slowly I've, I've, waiting I've, in the water. You're not yeah, jumping full speed ahead. Not at all. And I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I, I have a little. Like I'm just like, I do have a feeling of not being ready um, to do okay. that. Um, I don't feel ready to like go on like a date. You know what I mean? As as weird as that sounds. Um, <laughs> You ever do you do you feel like that's the kind of thing where you're going to be like, I like one day you'll wake up and I feel ready, or do you think it's kind of like you're just going to have to try it and see how it feels? I think I'm going to have to try it and see how it feels. I and I I I and I talked on the on the you up with benefits to to plug that one more time, but we talked about you know being on Raya that yeah. dating app that uh, that I I feel the most comfortable there because of the lack of screenshots to tell you the truth because. The weird thing I'm having is that I I don't know if this is relatable, but like when someone sees that you do comedy, it immediately starts for some people as like fists up. Does that make sense? 
they're trying to like out joke you before you are able to let them know that like you have other you can speak normally yeah and, and it's like that's not a yeah right like yeah. but that's not even attractive to me like i i've yeah. said it on this show all the time i think good relationships are good improv it's not good stand-up like totally you know, stand-up yeah. is a bad relationship improv is a good one to me yeah stand-up is like oh you're just being like roasted like yeah, no just one really sit here and listen to me yeah no one has to like prove themselves to you or maybe they want to like show that they like have a good sense of humor and there's a way to do that that's not like trying too hard i think can i read you this conversation should we save it for for oh, maybe we could save benefits <laughs> we i'm sure i'll have more like i'm sure why don't you give them a little uh a little sneak peek into what they can find further on you up with benefits i want to hear okay what percent of the people on raya like are you like oh i've heard of this person no Ne- like very few one actually one and okay. it, uh which is hilarious i've only seen one that i'm like ooh, ooh and it's one of the people that was <laughs> like you do okay. have these like celebrity like sightings. influencer or something no or like you know who it was person? it was someone from the bachelor's listen to your heart the music version of the bachelor <laughs> i swear to god i'm the only person in the country that would be like oh <laughs> like i like, freaked out we did um <laughs> And I literally, I was like, huge fan. And they're like, big fan too. And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, like, literally, it just feels like nobody talks to each other on this app. But they say that about all the apps, though. I've heard that complaint about like every app. Do you think we've gotten too used to it that we're just, that we don't even like the I idea think, of talking is just I not think, even of interest? You know, like, like the next step right. is just so big a step, like to go meet each other. I think sometimes it feels good just to know that someone would. You don't even need to like oh, go. Are you kidding me? You know, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's the whole reason. Yeah. Like, I, that's I think the some thing people we talk are just about. on there for that. Uh, absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing. Like when people write into this show and they go, well, why? Why didn't they? Why can't get, get to the date? And it's like we have to admit to a match being all that person on the other side needed. Right. We have to admit that that's an option so that we don't take it personally. That's the thing. Like, right. It's, it's not so easy to, it's not about you. So like if you're on these apps and you're, you're not getting matches, getting matches, whatever it is, just realize that like, that is not what's going on on the other side. Like, okay. And, and that's what we talked about on the, you up with benefits. We talked about someone who is like, basically like harassing me right. into, <laughs> into talking to them. Yeah. And I'm and sure now, there's many people you've probably uh, messaged that don't answer that are just course. like, I just wanted said, to know if he would. Yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah, All I and, which is okay. I, I, you know, listen. Um, so here's the opening line from them. Okay. Okay. Hey, champ. Dot dot dot. You're funny, huh? Ugh. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Right. But I'm. I don't I, like but that no one talks, so I'm like, I, I mean, need some I mean, fucking. And I, I think that that happens with comedy, but you could you could put it on like anything else too, where it's like you're just anything that's said like that, like oh, you went to Cornell, like you're pretty smart, huh? It's like yeah, very, agree, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like it's very much like uh, that's not that's not it like work. a that's not like a smooth way of opening a conversation. I and I'm okay with high. Like, right. I don't think I like I if really you're interested. Genu- that's all you need. That's all you need. So like right. this idea that you have to like be funnier or be something like and I'm a big high guy. Hi. Like, let's get the start. Someone's got to get the ball rolling. And Are, I like I, right. I I think when people high get mad, at a high, it's not ideal. 
but because then you're basically putting it on the other person to like hi it's like it's like i'm inviting you to do the work see i i understand that perspective and i i i I think that's fair to me if i wrote hi and then someone wrote back hi how you doing today I'd be like, and that would be my go. And then okay. I would like write a paragraph of like, I well, see. this has happened, this happened, this happened. Like, and then I would go into whatever my weird self would be, you know, like my neurotic right. writing back. Cause so, it's you basically. So you're saying hi is you inviting them to accept your offer for you to start the conversation. Yeah. That's basically like to me. Exactly. Like I would see it as because no one talks on these apps, a simple, like I'm not right. going to sit you're here. You're not going to do a very like complex thought starter Listen, intro unless they're somewhat interested in speaking. I'm an artist. I get paid a lot of money to write these funnies. I can't. <laughs> okay. I hope everyone knew that was a joke. Okay. So um, please sign up for you up when with benefits you, for $3 a month. Um, when do you start getting funny on these? Well, I that's the thing. So they when you say, hey, champ, dot, 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 you're funny, huh? Um you're not really putting me in a position to win. Like I can't, like if I actually try to be funny in that situation, it's a loss. And every comic knows this. If you get like over a certain amount of time when someone says, Hey, so are you funny? I always respond. No, that's my first response because that's the only funny response. No, I'm not funny. And I also don't think I'm very funny. I'm very hard on myself. So I wrote back. That's also an undersell. Undersell over to Lou. You're right. So, hey, champ, you're funny, huh? So I was like, I no one talks on these apps. I was like, let me get some reps in. Like, I'll talk to this person. Okay. So I wrote back, it really depends on who you ask. How are you? Like, I'm trying to bring it back to reality with that. Like, just, that was my okay. thought. Like, how are right. you? Like, like okay. put it away, dude. You know? Like, that's, a good, that's a good, like, way to end the conversation and end that part of the conversation. Let them off the hook, right? Right. Well, here we go. Okay, so the next line is, does it now? You think you can make me laugh? Ugh. Right? Right. Maybe she thinks she's, like, leaning into your craft. I, like, if you're like, <laughs> oh, like, you're a chef. Like, I, uh, Cook me like, some food. I'm sure chefs deal could, with this all the time. Yeah, like, do you think, you know, you think you can make meatballs better than my mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear. Oh, you just spoke to every Italian woman in Jersey. They're like, I get that message all the time. <laughs> so, so... I, I again I don't bring this up to shame this person because I'm not even naming who they are I'm just saying like this is an interaction that I had right. and I'm like I do think there's like things to learn from this like how it's being received from this side like I'm not motivated by that like uh, so I wrote so does it now you think you can make me laugh and then I wrote I hope so but you never know <laughs> like I like I like I'm just and then then this is where I this is where I show my personality okay, okay? and if and in, in my mind if you don't get what I'm saying we are not the match, which is totally cool. And again, it leans on the idea of, I hope so, but you never know. So I wrote, so does it now? You think you can make me laugh? And I wrote, I hope so, but you never know. They do say the best audiences are the ones that yell, you think you're funny? You think you can make me laugh? Those people are always the most fun. Okay. So you like basically shot it down, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then she writes back with the ha ha ha. So at least she gets that. Okay. So now we're back in normalcy. Probably not, but I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just here to get the match. I don't know. I don't right. know. I, but I'm just saying this is an example well, she was of into like. It. it sounds like she's buying what you're selling. Well, that's true. But I'm saying, am I buying what she's selling at this point? Right. You know, you is the person you do start to think over this? Like, is the person that comes in with, you know, so what do you got, champ? Like, 
I got nothing. I don't okay? really like I got, the word champ. Me neither. I'm out on champ. Deal right. breaker. Okay. Maybe right. she's Was not the match. But no. yeah. Well, but it's funny because if you didn't answer like that, like, are you still speaking? Like, how did that end? We're still going. Okay. <laughs> so if you're listening and she subscribed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apologize for the champ thing. Maybe you guys can make this work. Um, wouldn't it be funny if you wound up marrying her. <laughs> I knew you were the champ to my contender. From Love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah for more for more raya's stories and jared's dating encounters as you as you slowly wade into the dating pool very slowly very very slowly slowly. well it's it's good that it's very slowly because we only got two bonus episodes a month so So we got to get to the fall handle too much yeah (laughs) we got to get to your wedding so we can tell stories from there if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows what are we talking about today i know this is already late into the show today we're talking about why would mutual friends tell you to stay away from someone without telling you what's wrong with them that's the general question of the email today we're joined by uh, Eliza Schlesinger and Margaret Cho later in the show, and it's all about their movie, Good on Paper, that's on Netflix right now. And the, it, this question is related to the, kind of the subject matter of that movie where she's dating someone that isn't who they say they are and friends right. are warning her. But 
Um, what do you think? Why would mutual friends tell you to stay away from someone uh, without telling you what's wrong with them? Um, I can. I think it's weird that someone wouldn't tell you what's wrong with them because I can definitely mm-hmm. think of people that I would tell other people to like maybe stay away from um, if I had heard a lot of like negative things about them. Um, to me, it means that they know stuff about the person, but they don't really want to like blow up their spot or for it to get back to them that they're like sharing these. Like I know a bunch of guys that are single that I would never set anyone up with because I sure. know that they're like a little shady or they're, they, you know, cheated on every girlfriend they've had or something like that. But I'm not going to like go around spreading this about them. But I so, also would not, I would if also if someone at, proactively asked me about someone, I might be like, eh, you might want to. Interesting. Not do that. For me, that's, I think the, the only reason I can think of, but I can't think of a reason that I would not be like, here's the reason. Like if, if someone was like, I guess, what, unless you, know, you were like, what do you think? This, this is kind of a secret thing about them that it's not like widely they're not they're not trying to blast that even though it's a thing sure i i i guess i would it would depend on what that secret thing is i if someone asks me about someone i always give like the most honest review because i don't want to be i don't and i think like it sometimes people are really bad at this i think when with setting up people or with right who, who you're dating like i i mean i legit over the su- last summer, I had someone call me. They go, what do you think of this person? And I went off. I was like, oh, the worst. <laughs> I can't stand them. So you were it, like it, a it, real <laughs> reference. You're not like a bullshit. <laughs> like, uh, no. they were a very good employee. Of- <laughs> yeah. And now they're <laughs> they getting were satisfactory. married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's no, no, so no, no, funny. I- um, that's really funny, actually. It's, it's funny. Mike was like talking to he, – he was, was asking someone for a favor, um, actually, that like – that had that was friends with with someone's friend that we had stayed in a house with them like a year into dating and we had gotten into some like crazy explosive fight that mm. night where i was i was like blackout and like we <laughs> we got into like this huge fight and it's funny because like he called him and he hadn't like some the guy he had like been set up with him to talk to this guy about like something and he's like oh yeah like He's like, which one were you again? He's like, oh, I'm the one like I got kicked out of the bedroom and I was like in the main area. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like, in the, like, uh, I remember that. He's like, how's that going? He's like, oh, we're engaged now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine yeah. if someone asked something about me, <laughs> I'd be like that. Yeah, that guy's like, that oh. person. he's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> like this person who saw your crazy blowout fight. Totally. Uh, then I here's mean- your engaged. <laughs> yeah we're engaged now things are well yeah, <laughs> yeah i married her that's like yeah. <laughs> well, let's read the email yeah yeah let's do it okay dear j and j first off i want to thank you both as you up is the one thing keeping me sane as i'm getting back into dating after covid so when this very confusing encounter happened i knew you were the only people i would trust to tell it to me straight Quick backstory, I've been seeing this guy for two months. We met through a mutual friend, male, as we are, are all bar regulars at this place in the city. For the past two months, the guy and I have been on multiple pretty great dates, and I can see myself getting serious with him. We've talked about traveling, what we want in a relationship, had great sex, the works. This past weekend, the guy was out of town, and I decided to go to the bar to catch up with some mutual friends of ours. When I got there, everything was great until the guy I'm seeing was brought up. 
then I basically had six or seven people from his supposedly good guy friends, good guy friends, tell me that I should stay far away from him as he is, quote, not a good guy. When prodded, they would not give me any details as to why he is not a good guy and kept telling me that they think I'm a sweet girl and they just don't want me to get hurt. So at that point, I'm like, what the fuck? Is the guy I'm seeing a serial cheater, abusive, just a dick? I have no clue. I haven't seen any serious red flags from this guy, but it's still so new. So who knows what he's really like? Some friends say to, to stay away and others say to approach him about this to give him a chance to explain himself. This guy has no idea this happened, keeps asking me out on more dates, and I don't know how to respond. I really want some answers because this has left me seriously confused. Help. What do I do? The damsel in distress. It's a very interesting scenario to me. Like this is a, I, I, I will say this. We get into this with um, Eliza and Margaret later in the episode because we already taped it. But I don't know a lot of men who go out of their way to say this type of stuff. Men are very like. Good luck, buddy. Like, I, it, something has to be there for these guys. Because I, right. a lot of guys do a lot of like, I'm not going to get involved. Guy, it's just a, not a very male thing to like. Like, there's no real house husbands of Beverly Hills. Right. I mean, there are of New Jersey kind of, of but yeah. But, but there's a reason right. that there's not it's a not franchise quite... in every city right. of men who are just willing to Talking engage shit. in yeah. drama you know like, right just, totally men are very drama phobic that's why in situations about like an ex like men kind of like do the thing where like they talk about them like the, the ex like it's like a former minister <laughs> you know like i liked he, he good with the congregation just right uh, you know like you not know, like, for uh, me yeah just wasn't for me you know like it's just so what do you think jordana I think it's what I said before. I think that they, if they're his good guy friends, that means they know about all of his, all of his shady behavior. I bet mm -hmm. you he's cheated on a bunch of girls. Maybe he like does that frequently or he doesn't really sure. like think about any of that stuff or it's something else. That's would be my first thought. Um, and, but they don't want to like, they're not going to tell them that because then she's going to go to him and say, Oh, I heard you cheated on like every girl you've ever been with. And sure. your friend, your good guy friends told me that. <laughs> Not um, so good. So that's going to get back to them. That's why they're not saying why, but I think they're kind of like, if they like, if they know her and they like her, maybe they're kind of like, eh, I'm going to like kind of let her know that maybe he's not the best relationship guy. So they are mutual friends. These are friends. These, his good. She said his uh, good guy friends. Supposedly, supposedly six good guy or friends. seven of them. <laughs> I mean, six or seven. You have to believe them. I can't like, believe you they're can't. all in the same place at the same time. Six yeah, just seven. sitting around the bar like it's cheers. Like, oh, you're talking yeah. about Norm? Oh, uh. boy. Like, did they all, like, I don't know. the And, and it's interesting that she's like, I, I love what she wrote. She's like, what the fuck? Is this guy a serial cheater, abusive, just a dick? I have no clue. Like, the range of what they could be talking about is from dangerous. Right. Like, I don't, like, I kind of am mad at these men because you have to start at he's not abusive if you're going to say this. Like, like, like right. I don't There's even think no they realize. But they don't even realize the severity of how much these warnings could go. Right. I think for her, it sounds like it's, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough situation with absolutely no context. You could go back to the guy and say, like, if you wanted to throw these guys under the bus, you could go back to the guy sure. and say, like, or you wouldn't even have to say who they were. You could just say, I happened to mention to a couple people that speaking that we were dating who sort of know you. And they said that, like, I should be careful. Do you have a sense of, like, what that might yeah. mean? Although he's clearly going to have some sort of defensive argument. Of course. 
before that. So I don't even really know if that would do anything. Well, I think, okay, okay, we we can't put this all on the guy. She has to take stock of what type of dater she is. Because, again, this, how bad of a dude he is, is on a spectrum. It's from, he sleeps with women, he, he makes women think that he's going to date them until he sleeps with them and then he disappears, to all right. the way to totally abusive and someone that needs to be put away for the rest of their life. Like, it, right. that's the spectrum we're on right now. None so, are great. None are great, but <laughs> I mean, there's no, um, or, so whatever. But, you know, again, we have talked in this podcast that like the guy you're with right now has ghosted someone else. Like that's like, that's not a crazy thing to think. So, okay. and, and I don't want to like, but what got would six or seven guys say that no, because your right. their friend ghosted one, ghosted one girl. No, that's, it's too many guys. I would run away from this dude. Like I, yeah, I, that's, I, I would say to her, like, it, there's only one other thing that I, I think of is like, is she someone that gets attached to, to guys she dates and they know this guy's not a serious dater? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, are they right. seeing the combo as like, that's a bad mix. That's oil and water. But that's a very, like, I actually don't, like, for six guys, I, I think it's right. more severe well, it's and you like, get away from this dude. Should she give him the benefit of the doubt and say something or should she just kind of like end it just based on that? It does seem a little unfair, but it only really seems unfair if these guys are like, well, why are like really trying to fuck this guy for no reason? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if it's one guy, it's not fair. If it's six, it's pretty fair. Like, you have right. a, you legitimately have a jury. Like, you have a half a jury. You know, so yeah. That, like, I, I think what she should do is say is end it, and let her let him her know why she's I if she's strong enough to do this because this is easier advice to give than it is to take. Because he's but gonna defend himself. He's gonna I defend assume. himself, and he's gonna try and be you know above and beyond and and. Like, you know, if he's a liar, then he's going to go to the nth degree to, like, right. make sure that he's, like, he's. then he goes into, like, straight-up love bombing. But if she could, the only move is, like, hey, I'm going to end this right now. I just want to let you know your friends gave, a, uh, gave me a warning about you, and that's why I'm not going to date you anymore. But I would talk to your friends about, you know, kind of the lifestyle you're leading, and they might want you to, like, be a better person. Like, I mean, that's, that's yeah, I mean, you could say that. And then if like, but you're doing if, you him a huge mean? favor, if like if there's absolutely no basis for that, I would imagine he would talk to his friends and his friends would be like, oh, that thing I t we told you about, like, it was actually just based on something stupid or like, do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, let let them if if you're going to hear something that it's not what you think it is, hear it from them also. Yeah. Then. The, yeah. Let then the, the friends come to it. your door. Those and are his they, friends. Like, yeah. They're, they're a, a choir. They come and sing to you like, we want you to date our friend Dave. We made a mistake. You know, like, yeah, I mean, Jared, I would imagine if you were like, if you were dating someone and then you went to a bar and they were out of town and six of her supposedly good <laughs> girlfriends were like, you want to stay away from her. Well, this is kind of something I, I thought about this because I was like, it, it, it's it's interesting that like women get like, warned about a guy and they date them and guys get warned about a woman and they have sex with them like they can't well, avoid. Right. You I know, guess like there's that like, there you know, this like, oh, she's less potential wild. downside, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I would run from this. But you, would I, you want to date that person seriously? No, Maybe you'd I would, it would be too right. much. I mean, if, that's out. what I'm saying. I think it's a bad sign of anyone who's like has friends who speak ill of them. I Horrible. think that's sort of like a Why are they still time. hanging with him? Right. 
Like that would be my next gr- question. I think so many guys have friends like that. Everyone, I feel yeah, like so many guy true. groups have that one friend who like they get along with, but he's just like a real piece of shit to women. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you would hope that like if someone's that much of a piece of shit to women, where six men, well, you would hope that they like don't hang with them. But like, I guess he's not at the well, bar with them right then. So what if you? What if you had a friend who was a great friend to you? You guys get along really well. Never did anything bad to you. But you know that every time you go on a bachelor party, he's cheating on his girlfriend. Are you still friends Those with him? Those are I um, I'm not telling on him. As as Matt as as right. But are you still hanging out? No, I actually know those types of I now not in close circles. Like okay, but you'll go on another no, bachelor party with him. But I but if they happen to be on another, someone bachelor might party, think would, you're good friends, but you won't be. <laughs> I I I know those people kind of like that's I, what I'm saying. I feel like they they definitely exist. They have friends. Yeah, but they're not people that I hang. You know you know what I mean. Like, um, to me those people like ruin the party. Like now you're a part of their like web of lot. You know like oh right. Like, it's just not fun. It, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. I I guess. If I saw them at a party, I wouldn't not talk to them. I That's guess what you're I'm right. saying it's like I feel like yeah. there's and someone might think you're they're they're like some girl might think because you hang out with them in these circles that you're their good friend. But you would if if someone if you saw a lovely sweet little lady who's gonna <laughs> date him, you might be yeah. like, or if it was like your sister, hey. you might be like, you might want to like not go. But there. I would say the reason. I, I, would. I okay. honestly would. Yeah, I would say because the idea of just being vague is just not right. I just feel like that would cause more drama with this guy because he'd be like, why the fuck would you tell her that? Well, why the fuck do you always make bachelor parties uncomfortable? You know, like, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it goes both ways. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul. 
without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. Hey, J&J. Thanks for providing me with some big belly laughs over the years. Found it from a friend and recommend to all my friends and appreciate this podcast more than you know. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. Awkward sexual encounter for you. In college, I moved into this apartment with a friend. We were both in long-term relationships and rarely ever there, always at our significant other's houses. After going out to the bars by my apartment that night, my boyfriend of three-ish years and I decided it was just easier to go back to my place. This was where things turned. I didn't realize how drunk he was until we got up to my apartment and suddenly he went into full blackout. We were in my room, attempted to start doing the deed when I finally had to call it quits, so sloppy. Poor guy needed to just go to bed. He also, bless his heart, smells like a bar floor covered in cigarettes and my friend... A bar floor covered in cigarettes and my bed was so small so I decided to go watch TV and wind down a little in the living room a while later I heard a huge crash from the bedroom I got up to check on him and when I opened the door he was asleep on the bed and nothing was ruined but there was a nasty smell coming from the room he fucking puked in my room somewhere my tolerance for bullshit was at an all time low so I <laughs> shut the door and slept on the couch the next morning he comes out of the bedroom and is so apologetic. He's apologizing because he threw up in my clothes hamper all over my dirty clothes. Plus, it's a hamper with a perforated side and it's sprayed all over the place. <laughs> oh, my he started, God. He started doing laundry and cleaning it up, which, to be honest, is the least he can do. Fast forward Fair. eight years and we're still together. <laughs> Wait till he hears this. Uh, we're having a great time at home one night, and after a few drinks, he brought up this night. He let me know that it, in fact, was poop and not vomit in my hamper. Oh, what a pleasant surprise. He decided to sit on the hamper oh like God. it was a toilet and take a shit in my hamper, fell over, placed it back upright, and went to bed. So fucking nasty. Anyway, she wore <laughs> those clothes. <laughs> she, anyways, we're engaged now and are getting married in October 2021. Makes for a laugh these days. Hope you get a good chuckle. Engaged to the hamper shitter. He really made sure he locked it in before he told that story. Right? He's like, what you're going to have to call all your friends and family <laughs> to call this wedding off because if I tell this story now, it's too much work for you. So That's right. And people go, well, what story did he tell? And you <laughs> dated a shitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's disgusting. How could you not tell the difference? Well, I guess if he's like cleaning it up, shit and puke when you're fucked up 
I guess. Not that far from one another in smell. Yeah. A smell, and also you're avoiding looks, a smell. It looks different. Different consistency. Well, I, I guess I would he assume was cle- he's cleaning it, so I guess. Yeah, he got ahead of it. She and was she probably not like, inspecting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me see what's in there. Like, Just let me right. see how you What went. bodily fluid is this? <laughs> it's like, was it loose? That's such an uh, older Jewish woman stool. question. <laughs> was that loose? Uh, was it loose? Yeah, I just Ew. think of older Jewish wow. women saying that. That is gross. <laughs> in the hamper. Wow. Do you have any name ideas? I call this the dirty little hamper. Do you, you, you ever see that Jersey Shore episode with Angelina? Someone calls her like a dirty little hamster. <laughs> no, but that's really funny. Dirty little hamper. Um, I had, what did I have? Oh, turd in the T's. Nice. In T's. That was my. <laughs> like, like t-shirts. T-shirts, Got it. yeah. Turd in the T's. Um, and I... I was way down the list of my names because Maddie came up with so many ones that I, I like I before I look at what she comes up with I like think of like and we we're on the same page we're she on had the same a lot page. of good ones you guys yeah. have one mind yeah that's right so I'll read Maddie's uh, laundry load fiance confessions I like that because you know <laughs> it is about that airing your dirty laundry premarital poops airing your dirty laundry that's good yeah that's I love good. it red flag or deal breaker though. If a woman that I was three years in with perched herself up on my hamper to take a dump. Depends what clothes were in there, I think. Really? That would. So if it's like. If it's these like my favorite. Prom dress. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm wearing my prom dress. I don't know. know. Yeah. But yeah, no. But yeah, if it was like. It's funny. Like, I feel like a a lot of women have like. There's like a couple really expensive items that you really love. Mm -hmm. But maybe. I don't. Right. Pieces. I think that would determine how pissed off I was. If it was like some old gym clothes. It would, is he like offering to buy me new clothes? Like, I don't really want to like wash those. I, yeah, it would be a, a. It might be three a, years. It, You're together three years. Let, let's start it. Because, let's start right. with their story. You're together. Th- because together three years is where I'm like, of course, like, listen, we all have our bad Fine. nights, whatever. Like we're together. You three took a years. shit in a hamper. OK, it happens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you gargoyled on top you of my it. hamper. You took a dump. I get it. Yeah, three years in. Okay, less than like three months. I think I'm out. Yeah, if it's less than three months, it's like we. This is a, this is a sign of things to come. I can't really like later They've in got life. Some I growing can't, to do. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> and I can't like if it goes badly later in life i could go i i would always blame myself i'd be like you didn't know when she took a shit in your hamper <laughs> the signs you were there. Idiot. Yeah, yeah yeah like i think of that like so many times in my life where i'm doing something and i hear my mom yelling at me at like look what she would say if it went wrong yes. like i remember i was in did i ever tell you this story you i was in china you known when she <laughs> yeah, yeah you were that's what, yeah. i was in china and I didn't have a ride from the airport to get to where I was staying. Yes. And this like guy kept going, like I just kept looking for my name up on the board and this guy kept going, you need it. It was one dude that spoke English and he's going, you need a ride? And I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Cause I like didn't, you know, and then he goes, come on, man, you need a ride. And I'm like, and he kept like heckling me. And I was like, he goes, doesn't look like anyone's here for you. Like, I was like, oh, wow. where did this guy come from? So then Aggressive. I go, okay, let's go. And he takes my bag. Oh, he goes, I knew you. Car? He was a character. He's like, I knew you'd come with me. He goes, he takes my bag. He's walking ahead of me. And I'm like, in my head, I keep hearing my mom going, you just go with anyone that asks? You're just going to go? And I'm like, if I got murdered, 
Yeah. Like I just heard my mama, who just walks away with a guy? You don't even know who he is. You didn't wait to get a cab. You just walk away with anyone that speaks English. And I literally, as I'm having my mom in my head, I go, hey, man, I got to go. I got to go. I, I'm, I'm not with you. And he's like, what? And he must have thought I was a crazy person. I grabbed my bag from him. That's the, I mean, that's the whole point of having a good mom, right? It's just sure. Like you have that, like, that means she did a good job. Yeah, she annoyed me into being <laughs> right. I mean, you know, she's like on person. her shoulder being like, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Um, Who gets yeah. murdered? You know, like, that's what my mom would be saying. <laughs> Maybe you, you would have gotten your head cut off. Who knows? Who knows? So, well, I'm here to tell the tale. So, um, yeah, so. Deal breaker. Would, deal breaker. <laughs> so Moral yes, I would dump the girl who shit in my hamper. But okay, let's. Uh, Fair enough. Let's do another email. All right. Hi J and J. I started listening to the podcast in the last month or so, and I've been loving it. I wanted to share something with you all and get your opinion on this. I don't think I've heard you all address this issue specifically on the podcast yet, and I have a hunch that some people relate to the situation. I'll start by giving you context about my relationship to this woman I used to date. We met sophomore year of college and went on a few dates here and there as we got to know each other. She ended up transferring to another school in a different state, so our relationship progress was basically halted for the immediate future. We would keep in touch with FaceTime calls here and there, replying to Instagram stories, the usual. This was the kind of relationship where you both know you like each other, but the circumstances never seem to be such that dating is an actual possibility. Some years passed and she reached out to come visit me. This visit was in October of 2019 and was the beginning of what would be an eight-month relationship. We made the decision to finally do long distance, and it was great. We would travel about every month doing the distance thing, and were loving being with each other when, when we could. I fell in love with her much faster than I ever expected to. However, in March, the pandemic hit, and things began to shift. We were both going through some tough times, but hers seemed to be affecting her significantly. She was depressed and alone in a different state with no end in sight, slash a definite, a definite time that we would see each other in the near future. It got to the point where she thought it would be best to break up with me because she couldn't handle being in a relationship at that time. This was in May 2020. I obviously hated this, but when someone you love does something for their own mental health, you support them. So fast forward to now, over a year has passed and we have both moved to entirely new cities and are doing new things. I'm single and have dated around, but nothing that is, that is really consistent slash serious slash exciting. Her and I have talked on the phone a few times since we broke up and exchanged happy birthday slash congratulations texts in the, in the last few months. I'll be going to a wedding in the city that I'm pretty sure she still lives in. I have been debating whether or not to reach out to her to get drinks or something. I still think about her every day and wonder what could have been had the pandemic never happened. Do you guys think this is worthwhile? Also, what are your thoughts on, on the breakups that happen because one person is depressed slash dealing with mental health struggles, both in the pandemic and not in the pandemic? Thanks for reading and thinking about this question. Keep making us laugh while also helping us. This is a this is like a heartbreaking email. Um, I appreciate it. It's it's yeah. like got a lot of um, nuance to it. It's um, especially when you bring up mental health. That phrase again. That's like on a spectrum itself. You know, you don't know what she's dealing with, so we don't know the severity of and who right. she's reaching out to for help. But I. The email is um, a heartbreaker, you know, and I what do you think, Jordana? I think, yeah, obviously, like this is a tough situation. I say, I mean, it's never if you're if you like someone and you want to give it another chance, I think there's never anything wrong with asking or put it play, putting your cards out there or asking to see someone if you really liked her and you want to see where it goes. You can do that, but you have to do that knowing that it maybe to probably will not work out and expecting that and accepting that 
And like, just knowing that you did every, like you're doing this because you're, you want to lay your cards on the table. And so you can stop thinking about it. It's really for you because then you'll know either way that like she's moved on and she's over it or there's something maybe still there, but either way you said it. So you can stop thinking about it after either way. Can I, I, I agree with what you're saying like for him, but can I take mm-hmm. her side for a second? Sure. Um, where her side to me, I'm like, you know, he again to me we don't know the severity of the mental health issues but it's pandemic time everyone's anxieties are at an all-time high i mean like mm-hmm. look at the sponsors for this show you know the sponsors for this show are you know we have you places you can get therapy online there's play there's cbd oils like stamps.com stamps.com yeah so it's in the air where everyone is dealing with their own different mindset from a year ago and two years ago. But to me, when someone says it's the pandemic and my mental health, I go, they wanted to end it with you. Right. No, I definitely so, thought that as well. I totally sure, agree with that. You but, know, because I, again, right. I don't know the severity. Maybe right. she wasn't like, going to say, I think it's, it's a very good built in excuse. Not that I'm saying that yes. the mental health issues are an excuse or the pandemic as an excuse, but he said, before they dated, there's something that st- stood out to me that before they dated, there were they used to talk or whatever, and there was um, there was always a reason why it never seemed to work out like before. That's something that that yes, like the dating part never really seemed to materialize. Something he said before. And, and there's a point where you become a little annoying when someone you have to end it seven different times, like. This person did what they had to end a relationship with someone that they definitely enjoy, that they like, that they think is a good person. And if he comes back again, you know, it never worked out. Then it worked out because like, has he been spending his life? And I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying, are you spending your life saying to this person that they don't get it even though they keep, you know what I mean? Like, are you at this point? Is are you making this person have to convince themselves into you? Then they realize that they're not. You're not the person for them, right. and they keep having to end it with you. And then you keep coming back because it's hard to like move on from anyone that you like. And now you're, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. I think ideally in this kind of situation, it's the person who breaks up. If there's a chance for reconciliation, it's usually the person who breaks up with the other person that comes back and says that they're in a different place. That's She's the best. Not doing that's that. the best version of this. Right. She's we not have the person that. that it was ended with. Yeah. The only reason I would say for him to put his cards on the table and say that he like wants to be with her again is because otherwise he'll just be thinking about it constantly. And like for me, it's almost, that's why I'm saying it's for him to do this is to say like, I'm going to do this one more time. Anything besides like a hell yes is a no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to de- I wouldn't want to date someone that, that has to go home and go. You know, make the you know we talk about this later during Red Flag Deal Breaker, but like to make the pros and cons list about me, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just it's really it's really just to like save yourself your own mental energy and time would be the only reason I would say to reach out, just because like I as someone who's kind of like him, I think if you don't do that, you're just thinking about it all the time, and you're thinking should I, shouldn't I? And if you do it, then you do it, you get rejected probably. Yeah. Um, and then you. You know that you did everything you could and you move on. But if you don't I, do it, it can create the sense of like, well, maybe I should do it. Like like you just think about it for months or years on end. I think if he does it, what you, I think I agree with what you're saying. 
But I also think he has to add in those things that you just said as well. I know that I don't want you to convince yourself into me. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm being annoying right now right. by making you have to like tell me no again. And if you're like, I would even say to the person like, and if you do like, you know, like don't convince yourself is, you know, like don't, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, you have to, thought, you have to let them know yeah. that you understand the position you're putting them give in. Give them an out. My, That's totally give them I'm out. saying. Give, give yeah. her an easy, easy out. And again, like I said, anything besides a like, yes, I've been thinking the exact same thing. I really want to be with you is, is no. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. It's a tough one. It's really tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand both sides of like the reason to not and the reason to do it. But I think that like, here's the other reason I don't doing something is better than doing nothing in this scenario uh, for for your own mental health. And right. But there's a part in this email that I'm like, I'm with you. Like you saw, like never really worked out. And then I see I'll be going to a wedding. They've talked a couple times on the phone, but we going to a wedding in the city that I'm pretty sure she still lives in. Like, why don't you know? Right. You're not that far in contact. Yeah. So good luck, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Best of luck. Best and and best of luck to everyone, because we're going to come right back uh, and play some games with Margaret Cho and Eliza Schlesinger and uh, go check out their movie. Good on paper. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. So we are back. We're about to play some games and we have some very, very, very exciting guests. Jared, would you like to introduce them? Absolutely. They're the stars of the new Netflix movie that you can watch right now. Put it on. Put it on the queue. It's called Good on Paper. Margaret Cho and Eliza Schlesinger. Thank you guys for coming on. Hi, you guys. Thank you. It's three Jews and an Asian. The way <laughs> it should right. be. I love you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, love it. I have to say, I watched Good on Paper last night. Absolutely loved it. It was so funny. You were both hysterical. It was really great. And the concept is just perfect for the listeners of this show because it is, you know, it's all about dating. It's all about, um, you know, there's a, some some cuddle fishing in there there's just like great jokes and i think it just like goes on so many of the themes that we talk about here awesome um so can you guys explain the movie for us just give a brief you know the the one minute commercial because this is a dating and relationship podcast right in the wheelhouse of the listenership here they're all gonna love it this is a this is a sunday night movie for everybody margaret i've never 
I always have to explain it. I've never I've done like two interviews with you. Do you want it? I'd love to hear you pitch it. Well, the story is about a really funny, really smart stand up comedian named Andrea Singer, based on Eliza Schlesinger. That is a I think it's it's a true story, but this it's also couched in fiction. It's a journey that she went on with this guy who was not who he said he was, but he kind of fooled her, kind of fooled us. I play her friend who tells her otherwise. It's a very funny journey through being a smart woman dating. It's basically a it's it's a true story based on a lie. And it's about a person who is a total sociopath who lied about everything. And it was only in telling this story that I found out how like I thought this was a freak thing that happened to me. And I was like, I got to tell this story. Turns out it's 100 percent relatable because based on my DMs, thousands of messages a day of people being like this happened to me, guys and girls. And you thought it was just you and Neve Shulman. You guys were the only (laughs) ones. That's the most interesting part of the movie is that it's based in some truth, right? So it's a true story. Tell and you've told it on stage, and and people afterwards were like, "I had the same thing happen to me," and that's kind of yeah. You were like, "I guess we're talking in the in the zeitgeist a little bit." Yeah, I mean, at the time, I told this years ago, and then, of course, we have this movie now, you know, and you brought up Neve Shulman. So he got catfished, and I made up the term cuttlefishing based on the way some cuttlefish attract mates. Uh, and it's a scene in the movie that I fought very hard to keep in. But it's basically uh, when somebody lies about, like, catfish is you never meet the person, and cuttlefish is you are with the person, and they're saying they're someone else. And it's only... It was once I shared it, the amount of people who reached out and their stories have the same symptoms. They're like, my person also lied about where they went to school, what they did. And in a lot of cases, people are like, I married that person. We had kids oh, wow. or it got violent or it had to do with money. So my story is a little bit different, but it has all the makings uh, of, of this like sociopathic sort of story of people who feel inferior and just lie to see how far they can get. Uh, about no. very simple things that you wouldn't think people would lie about. I mean, I think it's so interesting because like your example is like a complete sociopath, right? Like someone who's just completely lying. Like there's a, but then there's almost, there's like micro versions of that where we get these emails all the time from people who are like, you know, he put up a picture on his dating yeah. app of, of him from four years ago or right. something I mean, like that. I feel like, look, we all, and even in the movie, he talks about, like, who is anyone? Like, are they their Instagram profiles? Are they their fake tans? Like, we all posture a little. I mean, that's what social media is. The difference is, you know, it's one thing to be like, yeah, this is my picture. Oops, I really gained 20 pounds. Versus from the day you meet someone having only malintent and saying, like, and and building yourself up. He was like, I went to this great school. Here's what I do for a living. Which, by the way, it wasn't as if he was like, I'm the king of Spain and I sure. have five yachts. He was like, I went to Yale, just like my cousin did. And I work in hedge funds and I'm a comic. And I'm like, I, don't, I barely know what that is, but sounds boring. OK, so but, it wasn't so extravagant. Yeah. The true life story, they tell you they told you they went to a college they didn't go to or they didn't Correct. graduate from. They did so, not go to. Didn't go to. What was the college? All. What's the real <laughs> story? Like, what's, what's the real college they, they claim to have gone to? He said that he, he I met this person on an airplane. I take a okay. lot of airplanes. You know, you talk to people and it was rare. This was I was like 29. It was rare for me to sit next to someone who was my age in first class. Sure. It just was because uh, I take like a dad flight. I take like the 6 a.m. Get up early flight. Everyone's drinking coffee and reading the Wall Street Journal. But me, um, you don't want to miss that show on the Thursday night. 
you don't want to miss that money, baby. And uh, I was coming over Thanksgiving. Anyways, and we just started talking. And at that age, you're still talking about where you went to school. And so he was like, I went to Yale. And I was like, oh, my cousin Brett went to Yale, whatever. And then we just kind of went from there. And what's even creepier is we exchanged Twitter handles. That's where we were mm. at the time, like 2013. <laughs> His Twitter handle had a Yale reference in it. So I don't know. <laughs> is it something he kept around? Was it something he changed on the plane? Like, is this just something that you had ready? But he did not go there. So how true to life is the movie that you... Did you have the Margaret Cho in your life going, I don't buy it. And you were <laughs> buying it. Like... It, you know, in the movie, yeah. Margaret's the I don't buy it person. You're and you're the one that's kind of emotionally like, you know, Jordana has coined the phrase emotional masturbation, where you kind of <laughs> like get into this. You're like, to what the is thought it? of this guy? So then did you have that person in real life that was like, uh -uh. like, and why don't you believe that person generally? Sure. Why don't people believe that? Well, person? let me address that by saying, first of all, I always want a Margaret Cho in my life. Uh, yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> Margaret's based off of a couple. She's an amalgamation of a couple women. The biggest one, and she's not in the movie, but being my mom, who was mm. the one that sort of was like she. My my mom's a New Yorker, and she's like something ain't right. And uh, we were friends for a year. And you don't look into your friends like I. This I don't know if this is an LA thing, but like I have very dear friends, and I could not tell you where they live because you don't go to people's houses as much, and it's just. You know, I have very dear friends and I'm like, mm, not positive what state they're from. So we were just friends for a year. And once we started dating, there were little things that my mom is like, here's this guy that my daughter loves and I want to know more. And so the more questions she had, the weirder the answers were. They didn't seem odd to me, but that's because I'd spent so much time with him. Um, so Margaret's my mom, a little bit of my best friend and another friend who was actually with me the day we knocked on the door and like other women answered the door. So Margo's like that. And I do want to say... I loathe in movies and in shows when the girl's in love and she like yells at her best friend, like, you don't want me to be happy because that's fully insane. So I didn't want that moment. And if you notice in the movie, the moment where we have our blow up, I made it last like 30 seconds because you do listen to your friends. You do let Ooh. them get in your head. And I, I didn't, Andrew wasn't stupid. It was just, it's really hard to wrap your mind around these types of lies. So I tried to keep Margaret right. and, and Margaret was, great at this but i tried to keep the character of margaret very steeped in truth like tea like truth tea <laughs> spilling the tea what i think the movie is really about though i think it really has to do with women who are beautiful and smart and know what they want to do with their lives sometimes have problems finding a partner finding a man because it's almost as if they know what they're doing in every other area but in romance, that's the one place they doubt well, themselves. It's a weird totally. um, it's a weird phenomenon that happens with women who are successful and who are driven and who know what they want in every other aspect. And so it's weird. Yeah, I think also we see in this, you know, Margaret, what you're talking about, like these we, we see it with the emails here, super successful, upward mobile women that are like, I can't crack this code because. They're actually like, I, I think my dad has always said to me, he's like, the most honest person always gets fucked. And that's a little bit of this because these, you know, it seems like if you're, if you're just like, oh, I just want a relationship with someone, that's the most honest thing in the world. Like, it's pretty easy to take advantage of that if you're going to be, you know, divisive I mean, and stuff and, and like uh, want to lie. I think the tricky thing is, you know, we paint women with such, I feel like Margaret will agree with me on this, like we just paint women with such 
broad brushstrokes and it's not about like I'm so I mean in, in many cases yes there are women that are like I just want someone and I'll believe anything I was very careful when threading this needle because we so readily and so easily malign women, particularly uh, when it comes to these movie roles um, as, well, you're gullible. Well, you had it coming. Well, you were too strong, needed to show your vulnerability, be taken down a peg. And that bothers me because I'm not a brick house and I'm not like a falling over hot mess, wilting flower. I'm actually, I represent in my comedy and just who I am, the every girl. Margaret and I are women who it was we aren't afraid. We aren't kicking indoors. We're just doing our jobs that we love dating, which is our right. Just doing normal things as are most women. And, you know, you're expected in our society. We put up these red flags like, you know, if a guy's cheating on you because that's what songs are about in movies. So these types of red flags, which I was like called so many names for at first, it turns out are very it, they're hard to miss. I mean, they're hard to see because they're normal things to lie about. So I didn't want Andrea to be somebody that needed to be taught a lesson or was unlucky in love. I went through like painstaking efforts to make sure it was clear she was successful enough, didn't need someone, but was open to dating and just opened her heart. And if I had to do it all over again, I would because I'd rather be like kind and loving and normal than whatever he is, you know? And I, that's my message to all women. Like, you've seen the movie, great, but just like keep your head up, but also keep your heart open. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I also there's just nothing wrong in wanting a relationship with someone. Like, I, I think like that's kind of gets sometimes that gets vilified if someone's just like, I yeah. just want a, a partner, and you like, and a lot of people hide that. They go, they go, well, I don't want to be too serious. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to tell you what's like. What's wrong with wanting a partner? That's what you I'll tell want. you. What's, what, you. what's wrong with it is that. Women are so maligned and vilified for wanting that because especially in your, I mean, trust me, I've written five Netflix specials about this, especially when you're younger, like in your twenties, it's like, slow down, like psycho. You're trying to get people to commit. Women have a societal shelf life. We get judged for aging, for our fertility, everything. Plus, if you want to have kids, that's a whole other thing. And we, because of the release of oxytocin, like we want to have a partner and these are very normal things and we get vilified for it. So we're taught to be like, no, I'm a cool girl. I don't actually want that because we think that's what men want to hear. But the truth is the right guy wants to be with you the way that you are. So how it's about not conforming. Eliza, how long were you with the, the real guy? Like how, when was the breaking point for you? We're still together. We got yeah. married. <laughs> I made it's a like, mistake. I'm being held at gunpoint right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. The sequel uh, is Dirty John. Yeah, we date. We were friends for a year, and then we actually only dated for three months. And it was in mm. that three months that I like took that closer look. Um, but yeah, so do you that's feel that like timeline. if he had told you the truth, like if if he was totally upfront with all the aspects of his life, like and he was truthful, you would have been attracted. Totally. And here's the thing. So and from the beginning, I'm very honest in this movie, like I was not physically attracted to him. And that's important because only in our society do we encourage women to like give a warthog a chance. No man, Jared, nobody's ever said to you, look, I know she's an armadillo, but if you could just kiss her and get <laughs> over happens. it. Right. And so the, I was. The penis is too strong a dictator to let that happen. There not you go. Let me. No, no pun intended. And so <laughs> I was not attracted to him. Uh, and the kicker is, and this is in the movie, all the things that he didn't lie about 
were actually the reasons I liked him. You cannot fake a sense of humor or mm-hmm. wit. Um, and he had those things. And look, it's not like I went to Oxford. So whatever normal school he went to, like, I'm not a school snob. I'm certainly not a job snob. And it isn't as if I have like a history of only dating like sultans. And so all the things like he had he just been himself might have been a different outcome. Don't know because that's a sociopath. But yeah, totally normal. How, how do you afford that first class seat? I think this person was in debt. Like a lot that was revealed to me when I in real life, when I went back and met up with the friends, um, that's it was only after we'd broken up and everything because I was like, oh, I, fe- I just wanted some closure and I didn't want it from him. And I was like, you know, I, I feel bad. I was trying to wrap my mind around it and I felt bad because his mom has cancer. And one of the friends was like one of the roommates was like, his mom doesn't have cancer. Did oh, he wow. tell you that? Oh, my and then God. they were like, <sighs> he's and I can't remember the number, but it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So hey. a first class ticket, who knows? Maybe you had a yeah. voucher, maybe it's a fail. <laughs> who knows? A drop in the water. But the, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So did this create like, did you feel like this affected your relationship after? Did you have major trust issues? I can't imagine just being like totally normal after that dating that it wouldn't like mess you up in some way. You know, I consider myself like a pretty mentally healthy person. And I remember at the time, like it was like blunt force trauma to the soul. Because there's no manual for how to recover. I mean, there is now because we have this movie uh, for how to recover from something like that. And I remember thinking, I do not want to pay this forward. What he did was he took all of his insecurities and he made every woman he ever dated pay for his own, for how inadequate he was. And I was like, I will not do that. I'm not going to date a guy and not trust him. I'm not going to date a guy and be weird. So I took some time, which is so hard for us to do as women. I took time for myself. And the next two guys who were great guys that I dated after, I was very honest about what I'd gone through. Mm. And I think men really respect that in a relationship. And they were like, I was like, look, I can't be your girlfriend, but we can have sex and we can spend every night together and we can go for sushi. (laughs) Uh, But I just, I had to figure out what I was okay with and just kind of getting back to center because it just sort of uh, threw me off kilter, but I'm fine. I've been married for three years. I have a small Chinese dog. Life's great, life's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> margaret did you have any experiences in your life that were like similar to this did you ever meet come across oh, someone like this oh yeah yeah <laughs> definitely um i was dating a guy who weirdly like um disappeared during 9 11 uh, september 11 2001 and i was like that's so weird and we were living together and that day wait, i got what? a call okay, from a weird sounds... wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> it was super weird i got a call from a weird number that i don't recognize and She's like, who's this? And I was like, who's this? She's like, where's Nick? I go, oh, who's Nick? He's not here. Who's this? I'm his girlfriend. I'm his girlfriend. And then it was just this weird thing where he just, it wasn't even in New York or anything. He just disappeared for 9-11. So I think he had a third girlfriend. Super weird. Oh my. But he was living dating, with you. He was living with me. He was living with this other woman. And then, um, Uh, Then he just uh, he just never told any of us the real story. And this was I didn't meet him on the Internet. I actually met him in England. And it was such a weird thing because we didn't have social media to look to back then. Couldn't really do an Internet search on chat rooms or IRC channels. So it's like a very (laughs) weird. It was weird. And he actually reached out to me on Twitter last year 
on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm like, seriously, seriously, <laughs> and I blocked him. Hey, you've I'm been, okay. Oh my god, like you've been <laughs> inside me, and you're tweeting at me. Cool. Yeah, super weird. Super That's weird. so funny. I feel like 2001 was probably like one of the last years you could have a second family. <laughs> yeah. Get away with it. Oh no, I yeah. had a fan who reached out, and it was a guy. And it's crazy to me because it's meant. This isn't about women being scorned. Like this is. This happens to everyone. I had a fan reach out and he was like, after I told the story and he was like, my wife, it turned out, had has secret child in another country she'd been sending money to and never told me. Another guy was like, my wife was secretly a lesbian and was cheating on me for like 12 years. Um, I, I think I think people, you know, whether it starts off as like a harmless lie and it blows up into something, uh, I think people because they're trusting and normal and you and somebody is lying to you so consistently you don't think to question it like if mm. i told you i had cornflakes this morning like why would you fact check that you know it's like micro dosing you know you're yeah, like right. just, you know totally. you're just like dripping this lie into them and you just <laughs> I mean, become you know used to it after a while because that's that's just how it is well, yeah also when the other person first of all you're intimate with this person but even if you're just friends like you're you're sharing nights out and you're bonding you're he met my friends he met my family like we're very i have like i keep like close friends so all my friends met this person but i left out a lot of the lies because you know it's only a 90 minute movie but everything always had a perfect answer and an immediate perfect answer we're taught if someone's lying they're like uh um uh, there was sure. none of that. Right. It was just like, oh yeah, that's not what I do. Oh, that's that's this, you know. And so you start to feel like, oh okay, well obviously you just your family manages their money differently than mine, and you have right. because you have so much money, you obviously live differently. <laughs> so I'll just accept that. It's almost like a uh, like it's a compulsive. Th if you lie that much, it's just like a compulsion, probably, right? Like I would assume it's like you almost that's like the your first thought is to just make something up. I think your first thought is to yes and everything. And that's why in the movie we have the device of him always saying absolutely. So if you go back and watch it, you realize he says absolutely. Like his eyes kind of go like shark black because he's just yes anding absolutely, absolutely to everything. When when you tell your mom, of, like how, 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 you know, your interactions in real life, like the people that like were the, the, the Margaret Cho's in your real life, like what was the reasoning to not believe them or to like, you know what, what? What is it? Because we this this episode, our, our our initial email is about this subject of like friends saying to you, "Ah, that's not the guy," but you're still wondering why. You know, maybe I'm the one that can change the person, or I don't know what. It, what is right. the thought process? Well, you know, we in movies we make it like the friend finds this absolute evidence, and the girl is dumb, right. and she's like, "I don't care if there's bloody gloves in his car. Sure. He's an angel." Um. It was more, you know, your mom raises this red flag and you're like, okay, like maybe you're being paranoid. That's, but it plants a seed. You're not going to sure. not listen. And even they have a phone call in this movie where Margaret says something and Andrea's going into her table read and you can see it like sort of marinating in her mind. Um, in real life, I can tell you just, this is one of the lies we left out of it. Um, he'd gone to Yale, right? And he was this wealthy hedge funder with all this money. And at some point he told me he was in Skull and Bones, which for anybody that doesn't know is like a super secret society at Yale, like George Bush is in it. Like it's those kind of people. 
And he invited me to a skull and bones like reunion in England. And I, we weren't dating. And I was like, but again, this is like my best friend at this point. And I was like, okay, I want my own room. Like, I'm not going to like share a room with you. Of course that trip never happened. Um, But I remember telling my mom and my mom being like, seems a little young and not particularly accomplished to be in this. And so my mom had a friend who was in skull and bones. So she reached okay. out and the guy's like, I don't see his name like on the roster or whatever they whatever <laughs> body they engrave their names into. <laughs> so that so then it's weird. So then you're like, OK, well, maybe it's a different initial or maybe who fucking knows. And how do you verify something like that? I'm like, maybe that I don't even remember. My mom called the Yale yearbook. Wow. Wow. And they were like, we don't have a guy with that initial like the real. We don't have him. So then. And it was other things like said he was on the golf team, couldn't find that roster. And then it's like, well, I played at Yale, like, you know, and then I'm like, okay, like I played lacrosse my freshman year at KU, but it was a club team. So it probably like I did that. So I was like, it probably doesn't exist anywhere online. I also played like one game and I was like, this is too hard. Um, So you start thinking like, okay, and the Internet is not infallible, whatever. And then we have the Yale pizza thing. I don't know if this is like boring information, but it was like building a case. No, but the pizza and yeah, around that area is a big deal. Thank you. My yeah. cousin, Brett, who's in the movie as Dr. Brett, he's not really a doctor in real life, nor is he that bro but Matt McGorry did a beautiful job. Um, there's like two beloved warring pizza places in New Haven, yeah, and everybody's yeah, the, got an a, opinion. A pizza, Sally's, and whatever the other one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my mom said to my cousin, like, do me a favor. <laughs> when you meet him, ask him something only like a Yale person would know. Sure. So we meet and my cousin's like, what do you like? Like pizza A or pizza B immediately? Oh, I don't eat pizza, which is a deal breaker. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't eat pizza? Yeah, uh, you're, you're just like, OK. And I, w- I probably wasn't thinking about it at the time. So little cracks like that. And then I'm like, I want to see your house. And then we got. To- so it was just it sort of built. Um, and I can tell you a super creepy thing is uh a friend of mine who had met him uh, sent me a text the other day and she was like, we went out to dinner with this guy. And I was like, probably I was friends for a year. You know, you're 29. You're always going out drinking. She goes, do you know that he told me that you had a drug problem and that we should stage an intervention? Oh my God. <laughs> so this guy was doing double somersaults double off the board. Yeah. This guy is like, he's doing all the tricky maneuvers. Like all of it. I'm like, what's the outcome, the end game of that? Like <laughs> getting so me away crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like from that's my so family. Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's speaking crazy. of uh, deal breakers, we, yeah. we play a game here called red flag deal breaker. And basically you are dating someone and uh, one thing happens. Everything's going great. One thing happens and you have to decide, is it a red flag? I'll just notice it and keep going on. Or is it a deal breaker? I end sight on scene. Uh, well, you guys want to play some games? Is that cool? Sure. Yes. And listen, everyone go watch. Good on paper. It's out right now on Netflix. Make it a part of your queue. Go get it. Uh, you know, date night, all that stuff. Friends uh, hanging out on a Sunday, whatever it is. So go check it out. Margaret and Eliza are fantastic. And both um, fans of you both. So, so funny. I love watching your specials. So thank um, you. We're happy to have you guys here. So you ready, Jordana? I'm ready. Okay. These are inspired by the movie. So red flag or deal breaker. They brag about going to an Ivy League college, but you find out they never graduated. So this is a little different. They (laughs) went, but they never graduated, but they brag about it. 
So I say red flag or deal. It's it's a red flag. You're cool some, with it. You would you would still date them after hearing this. My yeah, dad will uh, tell flag. you he he didn't graduate from Long Island Community College because he was one gym credit short. Some people have extenuating <laughs> circumstances. But he yeah. but he wears the Long Island Community Community College <laughs> hat. Okay. Okay, you're right. He bragged. Okay, that's. <laughs> You know what? That's I don't know because it'd have to be the reason. I'd have like yeah. Bill Gates didn't he drop out of Harvard or something? Sure. I don't know. It, yeah, Bill Gates. Yeah, that's funny. Mark Zuckerberg. If Bill, if Bill Gates was constantly wearing a Harvard sweatshirt, would we judge him? <laughs> I'd have to Probably know the reason not. you dropped out. Were you kicked out or did you drop? Yeah. I'd have to know more. So he, red flag, you, Margaret. If he dropped, right? I think he red dropped flag. Out red flag. Yeah, red flag. We got to know the reason. Did you yeah. invent the internet? Because if then then we'll allow it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Right. <laughs> I don't know the, the constant talking about it. I'd be like, okay, enough, enough. Like he you, talked you, about you know. Yale and Harvard rivalry a lot, and I was like, uh, nobody cares. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When okay. it's your identity, then it's like a question. Then it's then it's questionable. But if it's just a detail in your life, it doesn't matter. But I mean, anything anyone, being your identity is a red any, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like what if Red Sox baseball is a red flag? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. What, unless, it, what if it's like your kids? constantly talking about your kids yeah. I get, for, if it's a guy doing it it's weird if it's a woman i give her a break because it's so all-consuming i've only been around a baby for a little and i'm like i get how this runs your life <laughs> it actually is your whole life it's it just seems like you, it. uh, yeah AFI. yeah for a guy it's almost like uh, a little too much buddy what are you trying to do you know like yeah 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 like prove that you wanted your kid i don't know so for women i give it a, i give it a bath all right, let's do another. They constantly mention their ex-girlfriend being a model. Red flag deal breaker. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. That's a weird one. It's gross. Anything they're talking about their ex a lot is weird. Yes. You're deal out. breaker. Jordana, yeah. you have I, any thoughts? I agree. I'm out because you would you would know they would sit. But it, would, it would, one, be a sign of like their own insecurity that they would have to mention that. And two, it would almost be like, are you trying to make the, me feel like bad? Yes. You're trying yeah, to make me know. jealous or you're trying to yeah. build yourself up. Either way, it's an insecurity and insecurity in men is dangerous. Yeah. I had this with a woman once where was she a I was supermodel? dating her. No, she was yeah. my model ex-girlfriend once mentioned no this to me. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I no, I dated a woman who was like I she would talk about a model she dated all the time. And I was like, really? Well, sucks for you. You're here now. Like, I really didn't care. <laughs> Get on like, this. Yeah, I guess I guess you're into something different now. Um, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Sad for you. <laughs> I but, guess uh, you're I, into something different now is very funny. <laughs> well, I I, I I would always say to her, I was like, you know, I'm with a woman who was with a model. Like, I would turn it into my there you go. <laughs> would it bother yeah. you if she was like my constantly talking about how her ex was like a billionaire? Um, any ex. Whether it's any, a yeah, loser, any ex is a weird. Yeah. Anything. It's I wouldn't. Weird. I, yeah, I guess I, it's weird. It's definitely. I don't know if I would mind. Is I would think that they were like. I I wouldn't date that person in the beginning. I, yeah, I guess it would be a deal breaker because it's like, it's weird. The insecurity thing is is definitely number one. Um, let's do one more. Or or even worse, they're really proud of that ex, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's too much. I don't like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want them disgusted with their wealth. Yeah. Keep yeah. it neutral. Yeah. yeah. Um, they make a pros and cons list and present it to you when they ask you to be their boyfriend or girlfriend. Red flag only because <laughs> it could be very endearing if you do like the person. It could be like, oh, you're a nerd. Maybe there's something a little off. That's very sweet. Depends on what's on that list. It's weird. But uh, yeah, it's a red flag, but I don't think it's a deal breaker. It's definitely anal. Especially if like anal, anal. <laughs> yeah, is on the list. <laughs> That's but all, especially yeah. if it's like, if they're honest, they're like, Here's all the pros. Cons. I'm kind of ugly. You could do better. Like, sure. that's very Aww. sweet. That's cute. Well, 
Well, that's the thing. If they're asking you to be in a relationship with this pros and cons, all the cons do become sweet because in the end, yes. they're accepting they're like, they're your flaws. You yes. know? Right. So it depends <laughs> on what's on well, that Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you're kind of like, short. Um, you're disgusting. It's kind of like, you know, in Bridget Jones where he's like, despite the fact that your mom is like terrible and you smoke and you drink, uh, I yeah. like you just as you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Red flag, though, kind of still. Red flag. Still a bit weird. Well, listen, this is a pleasure. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, everyone, go, 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 go. Good on paper. It's out right now. Literally, it's, it's pause the show, turn on your Netflix, hit that Q button, and you're in. So good on paper. Eliza and Margaret, thank you both so much. Thank you, thank guys. You. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.